What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No music, no intro. Oh man, only only the Saints. <laughs> uh, another episode hashtag Saints Twitter podcast. Our first episode of recording a Week One recap against the Saints out and against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we can't even talk about the game to start, Ryan. You know, do you know why? <laughs> because in typical Saints fashion. Star wide receiver, Michael Thomas, he gets nicked up. There's a minute 30 left in the game. I, I, got, I got questions for Sean. I got some questions for Sean. I don't, I don't know why MT was – I don't know why MT and, and AK was in the game at that point. I don't. Like, I get that our luck, if you just look at, like, the Minnesota Miracle, whatever. That's, that's a different scenario. But that game was in hand. So, like, it was just very confusing to me that Michael Thomas was in the game to begin with. But he gets some friendly fire. You know, he walks off to the sideline. And as soon as I was watching, you know, the preview for Sunday Night Football, and Mike Florio said that Michael Thomas was not letting the training staff look at his ankle, I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, and so I guess some tests come back, came back. It was report, you know, it's worse than they initially thought. So he has a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss time. There's no, no certain time frame of how many, you know, how many games he's going to miss, how many weeks. Um, but one, one narrative I, I want to shut down right now. All right, with the Saints Twitter, please stop with the, oh, like the 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 silver lining is that you know the rest of the guys got to pick. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this, you know, the, the rest of the guys have to pick it up. And so then when Mike comes back, is he is arguably one, two, three, doesn't matter where you put him, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Top three. May, potentially sure. top. So if you, you you can't look at how the Saints played on Sunday offensively and just think that everything's gonna be all right. Like it's it's a concern. Like the 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 next slate of games 
isn't terrible opponent wise. Like the Saints right. will probably be favored in a lot of them, except maybe the the Packers game. But that said, like in uh, you know the point, a good point that I believe I think Joey Plague, uh, shout out to Joey Plague, uh, made as well is that there's no division, there's no divisional games. Like you know, there's no games against any divisional opponents. You know, in this next upcoming four or five week strand or you know slate before their bye week. But it's 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 just I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I want I want to talk about the draft again. Just just disappointing. <laughs> Right, bring it back, man. Bring it back to the off season. It's like, oh, reality. And then, of course, it's like Saints have the you know the best roster, blah blah blah. And then, boom, here's reality. You know, here's reality. It was some somebody who pretty much never gets her has missed one game in his career. You know, he's gonna be out for a couple of weeks. Which, you know, if you want to look on the bright side. It's not like he's going on IR, you know, out for the season. You know, it's a – we don't know what it is. They, they keep reporting high ankle injury, not high ankle sprain. So, I don't know – I don't know what that means. But it's something that seems like it's going to be week to week. Mike Triplett and some of the other local beat writers reported that it's not – it's not really confirmed that he's going to be out multiple weeks. But, you know, it's kind of looking like a week-to-week thing. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll really know uh, probably tomorrow if he goes on short-term IR, which would only be for three weeks. So, that'll really tell us everything. If he doesn't go on IR this week, that means they're kind of going to take it a week at a time right? to see how, uh, you know, just to see how he does after a week or two. So, but it sucks. Like, people, I mean, Michael Thomas is one of – you can argue where he is as a wide receiver – in the league, but he's the most important player on the team. You know, you could argue outside of Drew Brees, of course, because that's the quarterback. But outside of outside of quarterback, he's the most important player. He's the he's the you know the, the main ingredient to the gumbo. You know what I'm saying? He's like he makes the offense go. You know what I'm saying? Like the he is who the defense is. The defense coordinators meet with their defense on Wednesday, they start with him. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he's that dude. So missing him is just going to be a massive blow, especially when you consider the Saints offense, what we saw this past week. It's still trying to – It's just, you know, it's it's just – I mean, I, I you, you probably watched the game closer than I was able to because I was just out and about. But I just went back and watched a lot of some of the condensed version. And it was just off. Like, I mean, Drew Brees, Champagne, everybody will tell you, like, it was not their best game at all. Even though they put up 34, what, 27 points on offense, it just wasn't their best effort. It was off. It was, you know, it wasn't cohesive. It was, you know, it, it just, it just, everything felt, you know, nothing felt right. Even Michael Thomas, they clamped him down. The, probably the best I've seen them, anybody clamp Michael Thomas down. Yeah, man. It was, imp- it was impressive. Like, they, they, you could tell they focused. <laughs> they focused and they were prepared to take care of Michael Thomas. Uh, I would love to know exactly what they did, but it seemed like they just bracketed him a lot. And really, and if you notice, the refs, even though they called a few flags, they were kind of just letting guys play this week. So you know they would be able to get they were able to get real physical with Michael Thomas and kind of take him out the uh, out the rhythm of the offense. Yeah, it's. 
it's, I mean, that's that's a lot of credit. To talk. I mean, we'll get we'll get into this when we you know start breaking down the games. But yeah, it, I mean, it's going to be. I know Sean Payton thrives in crisis, you know, which is a, a now a Ryan exclusive quote, the trademark. But uh, oh, like if if the if the office is is going to be successful. Like everyone has to be better with MT not playing. Like the whole like from Sean who was play calling to the offensive yeah. line to Drew, like everyone has to pick it up because yeah. like in you know, I'm not and we've seen Sean before. Like Sean and Drew have been has been able to do a lot with a little. We've like we've seen that. Um yeah. and so I think you know the timing of it kind of it is fortunate in terms of, you know, like, you know, no division, you know, no divisional round games, things like that. Um, right. And it, then it, it comes to, then you have Manuel Sanders probably, slot, you know, slides over. Now he's the number, you know, kind of de facto number one. Uh, and then Trey, or Traquan, who, who had a, a good game in terms of just blocking. Like he, his blocking yeah. on Sunday was phenomenal. Like mm. he had, he has to, and he actually out snapped Emmanuel Sanders because I think the 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 game plan a lot was you know running the ball on on Sunday, but right. he he's gonna have to come up big time, and then you know number three is gonna be it could be Benny Fowler, it's you know I mean you know I, I I don't know if it's gonna be one of the rookies, but you know so someone's gonna have to you know be elevated and and pick up the slack, you know yeah. you would I would say. In an ideal situation, you hope that some of the staps and some of that that funneling maybe go, you know, could go to a, a a player that they selected in the draft like Adam Troutman. But you know, he didn't get that many, you know, he didn't get that many snaps on Sunday. But you I mean you drafted a tight end in the third round, like right. you got to he, he got to go to work at some point, like right? Yeah. So that's the hope. I mean, you're not going to replace Mike Thomas. You just can't do it. But you just kind of hope. You could get pretty good positive offense from Trey Quan, from Emmanuel Sanders, from, you know, if that's Benny Fowler, who they brought back up, and the tight ends. You know, I mean, just looking at the next, next matchup, this is a sneak peek. You know, the Raiders linebackers aren't that great. So, you know, that's a prime opportunity for your tight ends to work, for, you know, getting the running backs involved in the past game. So, this is going to be, I mean, it's going to, you're going to kind of rewind the clock back to, you know, kind of the early Saints days when it was just kind of, you know, move the ball by committee. Nobody's really number one, but just kind of spread it around, you know, and get the ball to your playmakers as best as you can. It's going to have to be one of those type yeah. of things. Instead well, of yeah. Just well, Michael that. Thomas winning. And it's also, too, like, you know, he had, you know, he scored two touchdowns and he had some, some good plays, but like, AK is going to earn his worth. Like, yeah. like, I, like this is a time where AK is going to have to 100% earn his worth. Um, and I, and I don't, you know, the, the good thing is he showed that he's healthy. Right. So I don't doubt that he can, you know, yeah. but it's, it's going to be inter interesting, man. And I could, good. I could have seen, it can't happen now that the 49ers signed him, but it wouldn't have shocked me if they like, looked at interest in someone like Muhammad Sanu, who was out there yeah. with the agency, you know, temporarily, obviously, you know, not, not now he, you know, he was signed by San Francisco today. Um, but it's going to, it's, it's, 
it's and like it's one of the things where it's interesting it's interesting to see like when you're like us like it's just interesting to see from like just a football standpoint of how it's going to look but if you're a Saints fan like I I'm trying not to downplay it like you know in terms of I think it's it's concerning. Like we're not going to be over here. Like it's not. Like, no. Like it's you lost. He lost a great receiver. Like it's highly concerning. Yeah. It is concerning. Like this could cause games. Yeah. That loss could cause games. But you just you know, as a, if you're a Saints fan, you just have to have faith in your coaching staff and you know uh, how deep the team is, and you know maybe it'll come down to. Not being an offensive-driven win, look, I mean, pretty much like last week, where you know your defense and special teams just play a huge part in keeping the keeping your team at a uh, at a level to where you know you don't need to score, even though they put up decent points this past week, but you don't need to score forty-five, you know, and throw the ball for three hundred fifty or four hundred yards to win. You know, I mean, Drew Brees had what one hundred sixty yards last right. week. It was, it was yeah. a wild. That would have been a loss any other like, – like, you know, prior to the last two years or so, that would have been a loss. If you would have saw Drew Brees with 160 yards, like, oh, man, what happened? But, you know, the way the team's built now, you could win like that. So let's, let's, let's get in – <laughs> week one, man, let's get into it. Um, so I, 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 I obviously I did see – See more of the game. I know you were out and about, you know, living living the good life. Had the game on in the in the pool at the resort, you know, the big, big TV, it. just living, living. Um, so I'm I'm not gonna go, but just for memory, I just remember just the start of it, and it, it went very similar to how. Shout out to our guy Eric Kudat Homo. Like they didn't get a three. Like the Saints came out on offense first. They didn't go three and out. Like they moved. I think they got maybe one or two first downs, and then the, the offense stalled about around like the midfield punted, and here comes Tampa Bay. Just methodical drive, um, you know, some some defensive penal, uh, penalties, and Tom Brady scores on a quarterback sneak, and Tampa's up seven zero, and it's like a. Of course, this is how the season starts. Like, why? Why would it be? Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go again. Like, why would it be? You can't start like that. Huh? <laughs> like the Saints just can't start like that and just give us that. They can't just start with a great methodical, oh. you know, methodical offensive drive and cap it off with seven points and just have us sitting there like. Ah, yep. you know, they just uh, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. So after, you know, so the, 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 what, what stood out to me from jump, um, Malcolm Roach, uh, I, you know, I kept mm. like, I, I don't, we, we can't see players play, but what we can do if you're a, a fan is you can just read and pay attention and everything I was reading in training camp, like his name just kept, popping up, popping up. And I was like, man, there's something there. And he had about three or four plays that I was like, who the fuck is this? Mm. He was just terrorizing, like, run, like getting um, tackles for loss, like just knifing into the backfield, made Sha Tuttle an inactive. Like, I don't know. Mm. It, it, was a, it was a limited sample size. But I know that what I saw from 97, I, and I even reached out 
after the game, I had to ask Scott, shout out to our guy, Scott Wright, um, at Draft Countdown. I was like, yo, how did Malcolm Roach go undrafted? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And he said, Texas, you know, University of Texas just misused him. Like, they, you know, they didn't use him properly on the defensive line. And he, he killed it, killed it in interviews, killed it in all-star games, um, and killed it in his workouts. And I, I think the Saints have something in him. Um, and I, I, I'm trying to, you know, temper expectations down, but I think they truly do yeah. have something, you know, have something. I mean, but they've shown it. They've shown it over the years. They've been able, I don't know what happened, what scout they hired or whatever, but I mean, for the longest, it was said Ellis, and I mean, we just, we man. couldn't get a decent De- defensive tackle to save our lives. Save our lives, man. Bro, and now they just find like a guy, like every year, they'll find like one guy. He might not have like the greatest career, but they'll find one guy that just like can play and is pretty good. You know what I'm saying? It's it's wild, man. It's wild. Um, but just 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 off the top of my head, the things that just stuck out. Um the the secondary. You know, we said they were gonna get tested mm. against Tampa Bay. We kept reading secondary was ahead of the offense all training camp, all training camp. You know, you take away that that first drive and like this this defense, I say this without hyperbole. As long as I've been a Saints fan, I have never seen a Saints defense like this. Like it just, I, I just haven't, bro. Like it is utterly insane how good they are defensively. Um you know, if you read, they, they, you know, they know what their strength is. Their strength is in the secondary. Their, you know, their strength are their defensive yes. backs with Janoris, with, with Marshawn, um, with, you know, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, Malcolm Jenkins. Like, they, that's what their strengths are. And so when, you, when that's your strength, you got to get them on the field. And so yeah. they played basically sub nickel dime is their, right. new, is, is their new base. Right. And a point that I made. A point that I made is when you, when teams go nickel, they go dime, and they have so many defensive backs on the field. As an offense, your counter to that is that there's all these run little the guys on the field. You got to we run the ball. Like they're, they're right. not going to be able to stop our running because they're they're you know the smaller guys on the field because there's a combination of the Saints defensive line being so stout against the run and. Right all their defensive backs love to play run support. You can't run the ball on them, even when they're in nickel and in, and exactly. in dime. And exactly. it's so impressive. It's, it's very impressive. It's, it's so impressive to see. It is, it, 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 at times I was like, man, they had me in awe. Like, I, like, we've been complaining about not having linebackers, not having cornerbacks, and just to have – it's, it's wild, just being Just seeing the speed. Yes, guys being able to move around, and I mean, I mean, come on, man, y'all Saints fan, y'all watch Curtis Lofton and Scott Shanley, and <laughs> God bless them, man. Like God bless them, but you know, like this is a new day, man. Like you got, you got guys who could play in space, which is something that just killed the Saints for so long. We didn't have anybody that could really play in space. And now you just have multiple guys. I mean, you watch, you watch uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson and how he is able to just set up and break down and not not overrun and just make the tackle, just get down downhill real fast and secure the tackle on big running backs on Linda Fournette and you know Ronald Jones. These guys are big, 
And him as a guy, he just, you know, he has that nose for it. Same for Malcolm Jenkins. Lattimore has always been like a good uh, willing tackle as a DB. So it's like, you know, you, it's the perfect setup if you're going to be a predominantly nickel and dime defense and you know your offenses are going to counter with that run game. So it's kind of this perfect setup. It, it, it is. It is. Um, just, again, we're, we're, there's not a certain format, you know, trigger tray. So, you know, there was all like the hand ringing, like, oh, two first, not playing. Trigger yeah. tray, trigger tray was like two first who? So I took a trip was smoking that boy. Man. <laughs> Donovan Smith got worked. <laughs> like legitimately, like it wasn't like, oh, they forgot the black tree. He was not. He was like literally beating his tackle and getting on Tom Brady, who was notorious for releasing the ball as fast as anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's so. and Bruce Arians tried to throw a little shade at at Trey, you know, mm-hmm. post game saying like, oh, like. You know, Donovan Smith has to play better. Like that, like that's the least worried guy or whatever. You know about their line that we were worried about. Listen, put some respect on Trigger Trey's name. All right, like come on now. <laughs> and oh, he was like he was dra- for where he for where he was drafted, and the production that the Saints have been able to get out of him. Man, what a pick! Oh yeah, like like that's one of the forgettable picks of that great 2017 draft and. Just for him to be able to continue to contribute and come in, you know, when, you know, two first is injured or whoever is injured and come in and just give you quality pass rush. Like, man, you got to, you know, that that's 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 what makes great teams. You know, the great teams have those second and third guys that can come and do that, you know. So, yeah, I mean, shots out the trigger. Um, So, and, and just something that I also noticed, too, is there – and I, I tweeted this couple of days ago, there are things that Malcolm Jenkins did in the game that you just couldn't have Von Bell do when he was yeah. the strong safety. As soon as LaShawn McCoy came in, so there were a lot of, there were a lot of plays, not a lot, but there were a few plays where LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn McCoy came in, he got uh, shifted out to wide, and Malcolm Jenkins smart, like, smartly goes and, and covers him man-to-man and he's communicating with the rest of the defense, like, yo, I got him. You got who you got who you got. And you wouldn't have like Bomb Bell just wouldn't couldn't do that. Like right. and right. just the versatility that he brings is it's huge. It's huge. It's impressive because just seeing how he's grown up. I mean, we drafted him in two thousand nine, the Super Bowl year. He was impressive that year. It's kind of a, you know, a nickel. He was a nickel cornerback. And, you know, just to see his growth, he had like a great second year as a deep safety. And then it was just kind of mixed bag, caught up with the Saints defenses where just, you know, he would miss some tackles, take some uh, bad angles sometime. We all, you know, kept left us wanting more. Sean Payton felt the same because he let him go to uh, the Eagles and, Took uh, Jars, you know, uh, paid Jarsburg, made him the highest paid safety that year. And just to see his growth as an Eagle go on and, you know, bring them to the Super Bowl. And, like, he was shining in that Super Bowl game, too. I never forget the hit he put on Brandon Cooks and just took him out. You know what I'm saying? And all, all the Eagles beat riders when he left, like, they were pissed. They were lighting the Eagles up when they let Malcolm Jenkins go. 
And, you know, for them to just bring him back and just provide that missing chess piece that was needed for the Saints defense, just that leadership, which, you know, Von Bell, he provided some leadership too, but just that experience and depth of knowledge and know, like, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, he's not scared to face Tom Brady. He's not scared to face whoever. He's faced them all, you know what I'm saying? Right. So this is just another – so walk in the park for him. You know, so uh, just have him, and he's not. It's not like he's there as your starting free safety. He's just there as that chess piece because we have uh, Marcus Williams, we have, you know, uh, we have Chauncey Gardner Johnson stuff like that. So he's just the chess piece that's just there to make sure everybody's together. So I mean, that's just going. I think he's going to pay dividends, man. Like when they signed him, I was kind of like, oh well. I mean, you know, I mean, I was like, well, that's interesting just to bring him back. But you know, when you see that when you see that vision come to fruition, it's like, yeah, that makes one hundred percent sense. It does, and I, I and I'll be honest, like I was critical, I was critical of it. Um, Me too. Yeah. I, I, I you know, per, you know, I, I like Von Bell, um, and I, I, you know, Malcolm had had a, you know, had had some down like the last two seasons, but especially last his last season in Philadelphia, you know, wasn't that good, um, right. but. In context, you know, shout out to Saints Pro Scouting Department. Like potentially, like maybe Malcolm didn't have a, a good year in Philly because his corners were were ass, and yeah. he was, you know, and he was asked to, you know, do too much or whatever, and it happens. And those are sometimes like things that we we don't see. Um, but now he has two stud cornerbacks, um, and. That 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 that's a huge difference. And speaking of them, shout out to Marshawn, you know, who at times notoriously, you know, not maybe not a little too engaged, you know, first couple of games in the season. Yeah. You know, he came out. I don't, you know, quote unquote hurt, not hurt, I don't, whatever you want to say. Uh, Mike Evans was in Slidell. Like you can't, you couldn't find. <laughs> He was, in, he was in Slidell, bruh. Couldn't find him. Zero, like, the first catch came, like, a minute 30 left in the game. And and here's the thing, and I and I, I read this on Twitter, and I, I wish I could give credit and props to who said it. But the Saints, they don't have a cornerback one and a quarterback and a cornerback two. They have legit number one corners playing on both sides of the field. That is right. huge. 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 The play that Janoris James frustrating. Made. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, and you saw it in, in Tom Brady's eyes. You saw it in his play. It was so frustrating. You saw it in Mike Evans. Like Mike Evans, he when he has to line up and look at 23 across from him, he's looking at a dude taking his money. Like yes. this dude taking my money. You know what I'm saying? And that's why he's so frustrated. That's why he wants to fight every time. Because he can't he can't do anything. You yeah. know? So, I mean, I can't imagine how frustrated it is. And I just love – I love it, man. Like, they're fighting and all that. I love it because you could just tell, like, it's it's personal between them two. It is, and, man, know, we said it We said it on the preview show. They hate each other. They cannot stand each other, bro. Uh, it's real. Like, it's real. Like, most players, like, yeah, you know, they bat on the field. But afterwards, you know, they exchange jerseys and – you know, it's all good. Nah, not them. <laughs> nah, nah. Not Sean and them. Not Sean and Mike, man. They, they can't stand each other, man. 
like, nope. Um, and he- so here's what I saw that I think one of the most impressive things in the game was, well, we'll, we'll talk about the pick six, but what Tampa Bay tried to implore a lot, and this is just from memory, because I'm sorry. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you're expecting both either Ryan or I to go and break down like the all 22, stop it. Like you can, you can go listen to another show for that. Like <laughs> I don't have the time to, to break down football that intently, but what I, I can tell you from what I saw is that Tampa Bay tried to utilize Chris, Chris uh, Goodwin, Godwin, sorry, a lot in the slot. And when he motioned in the slot, see, uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson was with him. And that's that's like a worry. That was a worrisome matchup the more, you know, when I saw it, because, you know, that that's him going against essentially like a, 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 a number one, number two type corner. And usually right. Chauncey Garner-Johnson, when he's guarding the slot, you know, he's guarding like maybe like a slot, re- a slot receiver or whatever. But that's like him essentially going against a number one. And he played so well against Chris, Chris Godwin. Like, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy how good the secondary is. Like the read that, the read that, you know, Jackrabbit Jenkins made on the, on the, the out that Tom Brady threw that was late. Boom. Yeah. Gone. Like Eli Apple's not making that play. No, no. I mean, how rare was it for us to get pick sixes, sixes at all? And <laughs> right. just to, uh, I mean, I guess it was kind of weird just watching the Saints game with no fans. I mean, because a player like that would have been like, bruh, the dog would have been rocking. Rocking. It had chopper style black. I mean, it would have <laughs> been. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would have been wild. But, you know, it was just kind of like watching. It was like, oh, sweet, a pick six, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of crazy where we, where we are right now. You I mean, you get a pick six on Tom Brady who's somebody who just doesn't throw those things a lot. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that was that was huge, man. And, I mean, shout out to Jack Rabbit. I mean, he looks ready. He looks ready to go. You know, he played well. He, you know, uh, Scott, Scott Miller got him, like, maybe once or twice. Overall, he just, you know, manhandled his side. Uh, same for Lattimore. And just like we talked about, the middle of the, the middle of the field was going to be where the game was played. And Tom Brady didn't look comfortable no. for four quarters. Like, he never looked comfortable. You know, and look, we, you could blame that on no preseason because Drew Brees didn't look comfortable or great either. So you can blame that on preseason. The, the, both of those are older quarterbacks that really need – uh, precision timing and anticipation, and in a short and all season, that's not something you really build. But you just you wanted to see our defense take advantage of that. So for them to do that, you know, it just it's promising because you know they can only build on top of that. You know, barring that they stay healthy and everything like that. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Um, my my biggest complaint from from the defense, although I. You know, I feel like we're not giving. And here, here's here's the scary part, Ryan. Michael, uh, Marcus Davenport didn't play. Zach Bond, you know, yeah. third third round pick, can rush the passer, can play linebacker, as more speed to defense, didn't play. Like that is, and just the thought went through my head. Um, you know, after the game was over, I was like, 
what was what I just saw, and I know I know it's over and done with. But could you have imagined Clowney in this defense, bro? Like, Ooh. my God! <laughs> like, I, anyway, anyway. Um, my only the biggest complaint, like even seeing Alex Anzalone, like there was a, a play where he he just got his uh, run stop that just like he was just there. And, like, the running back had nowhere to go. And I'm like, man, just him being healthy adds so much to the defense. And we talked about this, too, like, just the speed that it brings and just seeing him be healthy and he didn't get hurt, which is, like, I know it sounds bad to say. But, yeah. you know. Um, my biggest complaint of the, of, of the defense, though, and I, it's just so annoying when it, when it happened. I don't know what Dennis Allen, like, after the pick yeah. six, the comeback out, you know, the, you know, momentum. I'm sorry, Patrick. Hate me yeah. if you want. Momentum had swung completely Saints' way. This man is sending Marshawn on a cornerback blitz. Corner blitz. Leaving Mike Evans, who had been shut down the whole game. <laughs> on Marcus Williams. On Marcus Williams, putting Mark – and I don't even I, – I, I, some guy was arguing me on Twitter today saying it wasn't that bad of a call. When you're putting your free safety against the opposing – wide receiver number one and he's on a fly route that's a, that's putting your safety in a bad position that's bad coaching like it's it, it's funny because Dennis Allen is the mirror image of Tom Payton yes. like he just sometimes you just do too much and, and I know what he was thinking he was like well they're expecting Tom Brady's expecting me to keep uh, Lattimore in coverage so if I'm gonna send him on his corner blitz He's not going to expect that, and all I need is all I need is Marcus Williams is to squat on this route, and he'll be fine. But this is Tom Brady, like this is Tom Brady. Okay, say what you want about him. This is Tom Brady. He's seen it all. As soon as he read that, he's like, "Okay, here's my chance to hit Mike Evans for a big play." Like as soon as he saw it, and he launched that stuff. Yeah, he did. You know what I'm and it led. So it even led- though even though he didn't catch it, he at least got a pi. You know, and it, it eventually led to a Tampa Bay touchdown to OJ Howard and then and then like I felt like it's like these motherfuckers are right back in the game because Dennis Allen got two got I, I it was it was just it was frustrating I was just like really like really right now that when you want to call that um so DA like I know you feeling yourself sometimes I I get it but like whatever's working just let it work bro <laughs> just just let it just let it work man you don't gotta do nothing. Um, so now we gotta we gotta flip over to, to the other side of the ball. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, man. Big yuck. They put up twenty seven points, which is just crazy. <laughs> but that's the standard they set. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean they put up twenty seven points, but like like we know, like it was not a pretty twenty seven. Yeah. No, it wasn't that at all. Um, and I know people like there's some ha- some some you know people worried about Drew, whatever. What I what I tweeted a couple of days ago is that that game felt to me very similar to the Vikings playoff game. The only difference was there's two big differences. One, our, our defense is a better our defense is a better defense. Um, than it was in the playoff game. Like they, like in the playoffs, they they tried to hold hold off the Vikings as long as they could until they just couldn't. Like they just broke. Um, 
our defense now, talent-wise, depth-wise, what have you, is is just is just deeper and it's better. Two, um, Tampa Bay tried to establish a running game that just was not there. Minnesota was able to, uh, you know, they got Dalvin Cook going that whole entire game. But offensively, I felt like I was, it was like a mirror image um, because the same things that plagued them in that playoff game same, like seemed to be, you know, rearing their head again, inside pressure. And we talked about it. We talked about it on this podcast that Tampa Bay front seven got some dogs in it. Dogs. Dogs. And, and that's why, like, I know people were thinking, like, the Saints were going to just roll out and just, throw, you know, put points on the board. They got dogs, bruh. Like, Devin White, like, he made it his personal mission to make sure that Alvin Kamara did not get going in the entire game. His personal mission. Look, Devontae David, like, I'm just so – like, he's the new Thomas Davis. Yes. Like, he's just always there. I mean, he was blowing up – he was blowing up AK. He was blowing up uh, Taysom. He had a sack on Drew Brees. Like, I was like, Drew, how did you not see that? Like, it was just – I mean, it, it, it was tough. It was a tough out. It was a tough out for the offense. And, you know, you, re, you know, I see – like, I was listening to a lot of national media. And, you know, every, you know, it was week one overreaction, and everyone tries to, uh, you know, just kind of paint a picture for the whole season depending on what they saw in week one. And it's okay. Drew Brees doesn't have the arm anymore. You know, uh, Greg Rosenthal pointed out that the offense is now very condensed. a condensed version of what it used to be. So everything's going to be short, and it's all going to be about managing Drew Brees' arm strength and stuff like that. Which I think there is some semblance of truth to that. You know, Drew Brees, his arm just isn't what it used to be. It just isn't. You know, but that said, it's still to me. I think it's less about the arm and more about that Drew Brees can't move like he used to. Mm. So when when pressure is when he is confronted with pressure, it's not gonna be good. Like he used to be one of the greatest at just picking up a blitz, you know, there's a free rush or something and he get the ball to the guy, boom, yeah, boom. But I, I just think, you know, as age catches up with him, I I think you don't see that. That's which is part of the reason why they bring Taysom in. Because he's somebody that can't move and can't create, so I think that's just a part of the equation with Drew Brees now. And I don't think you know his arm is affected too much. You know he made that nice throw to uh, Jerry Cook, he made two good throws. You know, but he still needs to he needs the time because he's has to play with anticipation. He always has. That's not new, but it has to be an anticipation throw. So he needs the time to wind up, and he needs the uh, the chemistry with everybody too make sure they're going to be where they need to be, which wasn't really the case this past no. week. Not to mention the play calling. Oh. So it just, it just was all off kilter. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't overreact too much to the offense week one. You just let it play out and see how they do. But and then again, this whole Mike Thomas thing kind of throws a wrench into that because, you know, he's just such a major part to the offense. So, you know, Drew Brees and them, they're going to be really forced to, Kind of just really develop that chemistry on the on the on the fly, and get it going. Because right now, you know, Drew Brees he's taking off on Thursdays, you know, all through camp he took off on a Thursday and a Friday. So, you know, these things are kind of expected, and this is what you deal with with the older quarterback. 
you know, so it's going to be interesting. It, it is. And I, what, you know, I, I said, I said, if Drew looks that bad and he has protection and like a clean pocket and it's looks, and it's looking that bad, then we got, then we, then, then there's some questions that we got to start with. Like there, that conversation has to start. Like, but he just, everything just appeared off. Like even like there's a play where AK was open, like on the, on the right side of the field and yeah. Drew just missed him. Just, just missed flat him. out missed he him. He wasn't accurate. He wasn't accurate this game. And that's Which is just, just rare. Like you don't see that from Drew. You, you don't. And I think here's the thing. Both it's funny because both Drew and Tom had very similar games, except Drew didn't turn it over. Although his pass to Emmanuel Sanders, I don't know what the hell Drew was thinking with that Ooh. one. <laughs> like I got the, I had the the Eagles pass to Ted Ginn feeling all over again. Like oh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, Drew? <laughs> um, <laughs> but like Drew over the over the last couple of years. I've noticed that when Drew gets pressure up the middle and he starts taking hits, he gets rattled. Like, he gets rattled and he just go gets off. Uh, Now, uh, speaking of got fucking Vikings again, the first time we played them in the playoffs, well, not the first time, but when we played them in the playoffs for the Minnesota Miracle game, same thing. That first half, they was on his ass. He offense couldn't get anything going. And that second half of the game, to me, is one of the probably one of the best Drew Brees' performances, just in considering on the road playoffs. He he locked yeah. in and went to a like man. I still remember. I remember talking about that fourth down play pass that he hit to Willie Sneed. Ice water, just just in a zone, and so that's why. Like I'm, not, but I feel I see now that. I think it's harder for him to shake off like the when he gets rattled. Like he shook it off in the second half. He came back and played great. Now, like Drew can't, I don't know what it is, man, but he can't, he can't shake it. Like right. you start you start getting at him early and, and the he gets that inside pressure and he, you know, his act like mechanics, accurate, like it's just, it's off. And I think, yeah. you know, so the offensive line has to play better. Um, you know, I know that. You know, when your first round pick is supposed to come in and solidify your offensive line, and he's not playing, that throws things off. Like you know, they have the depth to quote unquote overcome it, but it's a it's a it's a significant you know thing because you're 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 counting on this rookie to improve your offensive line. Right, and also you know the running game has to get going. Yes, that was that's what really stood out to me uh, as far as the offensive line performance. I think they did okay in pass protective, pass protection, but their run defense was, I mean, their run offense was horrible. Uh, I mean, some of that was the plays that Chomping called, but nobody got going. And I think, you know, if you can get that run game going like it should be, like you have the talent to be, I think that'll take some of the pressure off Drew as far as, and it'll clear things up for him as far as what he's seeing from defenses. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, like, you know, everybody has to play better. Like, if you listen to Drew Brees' post-presser, you know, he wasn't happy about his performance at all, and he shouldn't be. You know, he knows he needs to play better. And I think that's going to come. It just takes time. But we see this pretty much every year. Like, 
Last year against the Texans, it wasn't a great game. They won the game, and they they wound up, uh, you know, Drew Brees put it together like a great, you know, one-minute, 40-second drive or whatever to win the game. But it wasn't great. It wasn't great versus the Rams before he got hurt. You know, so, I mean, these things take time. It takes time to come together. And you have the fact that he's, you know, in his 40s. So we're constantly asking the question. We're overanalyzing every game to see, okay, is this it? Has he kind of reached that? At tipping point where he fall off, falls off a cliff, and I don't know. Like you can't answer that. Like you just have to see it play out. But me, I kind of think, I think it was just kind of a, a you know, intersection of all these things happening as far as no preseason, a going against a very good defense, um, developing chemistry with, you know, the players. You got a lot of new players. I think it was just an intersection of all those things where you had the offense not look as good as you wanted want them to look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so interesting. I have, I have a theory, it, you know. So, speaking of the running game, I do have a theory. I I get this sense that opposing defenses, especially like linebackers, especially linebackers they have a personal mission to shut down Alvin Kamara. Like, I feel that when a player gets so, and it's same thing for Michael Thomas, he gets it too. When a player gets so hyped in the media and, you know, not that it's undeserved, like they're great blue chip talent, but when they get all the press clippings, all their, you know, this player is so good, blah, blah, blah. Nothing challenges your manhood more than basically be like that nigga right there ain't having it and I, i've always you know so as as ak has been here longer michael thomas what have you i feel like linebackers kind of take it personal to stop him and you see it a lot yeah. like even like the cow like the cowboys game like yeah. they they just want to take him out not like maliciously but they don't want to get embarrassed basically Right. But when Latavius Murray comes in, I don't know if it's a it's it's weird, but I it's it's like this sense of like I don't want to say like uh they're not trying as hard, but that same type of like veracity yeah. seems to dissipate every time Murray like has like runs the ball. Cause when Murray's running the ball, like he's getting like what four yards, yeah, five, five yards. You you AK comes in, man. He's still enough. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a weird, it's a weird thing I've noticed. You know how defenses have played the Saints' running game over the years, and it's funny too, um, because like my analogy for for Murray is so anyone who who knows me knows like one of my former jobs is you know working in the adult industry, what have you. Look look. Latavius has like this this running style. Like sometimes when I when I have to watch it for for work, like there's some male performers in the industry. Like they just have like one speed, one like they just they just pound. There's no there's no variation. There's no special moves. Bang 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 bang. Right. That's how Latavius is. Like he is not gonna, you know, he's not pulling out doggy. There's no side missionary. He's just. <laughs> Whatever the hole is, he's hitting it, and he's hitting it fucking hard. And that's it. Like, 
that's it. But like, it's it's just it was just very eye opening that you know when he got in the game and he was running the ball like he was he was moving it on the ground. But like AK comes in and like you said, it's like it's a complete sellout. It's a complete sellout to stop him when you know when he's in the game. Yeah, I mean, we saw that when they had Reggie Bush. Yes. Like, every yeah. defense was like, we we're going to stop Reggie Bush, and they would just, you know, they would fly, and they would do everything they could to make sure he doesn't go off. So, you know, AK is going to get the same treatment. But, but uh, I mean, they have to find a way to get that going. They have to get AK going, not just in the pass game, but in the run game. And Murray, you know, they just can't. Like, Murray is a very useful back, man. Like, they need to really, like, lean on him, especially if they're, you know, if they're doing a good job of taking away the run lanes for uh, for Kamara. They really need to lean on uh, Murray because he can do it, and he can pass catch too. Um, it's, it's true. Um, man, <laughs> I was giving the Saints pro, pro scouting department props for Malcolm Jenkins. I still wish I saw what they saw what they saw in Pete. Like he had some good blocks in the game. You know, he got yeah. you know he, he got down there on some screen passes and he you know he you know shut down cut down one of their corners or whatever on, on one of our good screen passes. But there are just some plays where he like if you were you know, I don't know back in the day, you remember they had like those those cut ups, those football follies of the yeah. if like you could have a cut up of all of Andres's Pete, like just blocks, missed blocks. You just cut them up and just have him to like the soundtrack, and he would have at least twenty plus of them. Like he just like just makes plays where just like it's just just frustrating, man. Just he overset on a on a play, and then it it was a like a tackle for loss for like six yards. Like just, just he's on the ground. He's on the ground way too much. A lot, bruh. Bruh, like, come on, man. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know what they thought when they gave him that big contract, but to me, it's kind of like he is who he is. You know, even at best, he's average. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's just something. <laughs> They signed up for it long term, man. Like that's something they're going to deal with for the next couple of years. Oh, I mean, again, I, I wish I, I wish I knew what they saw, but I I, I don't. I don't. Um, yeah. Anything else? Offense, defense? They just kind of. Oh, and I, I feel I, I feel remiss. You know, um, Deontay Harris. Yeah. Yes. Explosive, bruh. Yes, he's exciting, man. He's an exciting player. Just explosive, you know, his return, putting the offense in, in good field position on his returns and, you know, pump returns, you know, they're getting him more involved in, like, the screen game. And he's just – every time he touches the ball, you, you, you like, you think it may be a touchdown. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, like, when you look at all those pieces of the Saints offense, I know, I know it was, you know, it wasn't a great game, but when you just look at – just a few little plays here. You look at the touchdown catch by uh, by you know uh, Mayo Sanders. You look at that screen pass by Dante Harris. You look at you know Benny Fowler coming up big on special teams. You just like you know they man they have some pieces man. Even on offense, 
think they'll be all right. You know, it's going to be kind of tough sledding with Mike Thomas out, but when he does come back and they do get all of the chemistry together and they get, you know, the anticipation is back with Drew Brees and, and you know, Cesar Ruiz comes back, uh, you know, to fill that guard spot. I think the offense is, has potential to be really good again, man. It, it, you just, we just can't – don't let's not overreact on week one. Let's just kind of see it play out. But, yeah, props to Deontay Harris, man. I think he uh, he's a special he's – a, he's a good pickup. And, you know, I mean, shout out to special teams as a whole, too. Like, yeah, the punt – I mean, you had the field goal block. You had, uh, you know, nice returns from Dante. You had the fumble recovery. You know, those guys play solid, man. You get, you know, you get a good defense and special teams, you got a chance to win every game, bro. Every every one of them. Like, and, like, when the defense – is 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 as good as hopefully the the Saints defense continues to be. Like the off, I'm not saying you got to be like the defense has to lead like the corpse of Peyton Manning to the Super Bowl like the Broncos defense did. Right. But like the offense just has to be good, <laughs> you know, just right. just good, you know, not great. Just be be good. If you're good, like I, I think you you put yourself in position to to win most games. Um, if, you know, now we're speaking of the offense, we, we'll talk about it more when it comes to our, when we, when we break down the Monday night football game against the Raiders, even though we all should have been in Las Vegas, you know, this upcoming Monday, but, <laughs> but uh, it, the Saints offense, I, Michael Thomas out, I, it's a loss. The Saints offense should be able to to put up points against the Raiders defense. Just yes. yeah, that mean they just they just should. That that's without without debate. Uh we'll we'll break it down and we'll talk about it all in depth. But I'm just like they should be able to put up points on it's it's, it's the it's the perfect defense if you want to get right. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like that's the perfect defense. You can you can get right against the Raiders defense, you know. Figure out the rest later, but you know, get your guys. You know, you can get your guys going against the Raiders defense. The linebackers, the pass rush isn't great. Quarterbacks isn't great. So, I mean, so I don't know what to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know we know how Drew Brees and Sean Payton has been in the past when the pass rush hadn't been outstanding. If they're going against, if you can't get a great pass rush, and your linebackers are uh, Exploitable, you know, it's, it's it, can, it can be a long day. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's a good defense to see what they do. But we'll see, man. Like, you know, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, night time is out, you know, so they're going to be playing a little handicap too. And then, you know, they're opening up their new stadium. Won't be any fans there, but in a new black hole in Las Vegas. So who knows? They might come out of height. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.